Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Really, Douglas? Yeah, there's an impression of Bond that I would like to try out for you guys. Um, that I haven't tried out even in private. When he's chasing after King, he goes... <laughs> <laughs> we needed that as the buzzer. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten all about it until I read my notes. But, uh, yeah. I thought you were raising it, Michael. Yeah. What on earth is going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you remember that bit though, don't you, lads? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It down I don't know whether you. I don't know whether you actually hear him. Sorry, see him say it. You just you, you definitely hear it, but I don't know whether you actually see him say it at any point. Well, Q hears that, doesn't he? he, he it's not the explosion that, that wakes up Q, or the, it's it's hearing Brosnan. I should. <laughs> the footage of Q is, is looks like it's lifted from Goldeneye, a Goldeneye deleted scene, doesn't it? It's so nice. The, Cozy. Yeah, yeah. The same cool. suit and room, which I love the continuity. Oh yeah, yeah. I do like that. Do like that. Uh, lots of fanfare made about this boat as well. I mean, ah, oh, the bat boat is, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's very, very good. I do like it very much. I have one quibble with it. I think I might know what it is. What, what, what do you think it is? The sort of luminescent green underneath. No, nope. I'm so <laughs> no, sorry, John. <laughs> no, the, the only qu- no, no, seriously, I love everything about it apart from the sound of it. <laughs> so, you know, it sounds like a kid's toy at a park. You know, like a remote control. Even when, you know, like cigar girls, like, you know, trying to send torpedoes out and it's still like. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. You know, Sound design. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. It's a small. In, uh, in the boat's defence, Q did say it wasn't finished yet. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Was he going to add like some sort of exhaust? Just on and you go to pain. It isn't finished. So, so, um, also, we've, we we get the explosion, don't we, at the MI6 oh, yeah. yeah. building, which is similar to a certain film that we've uh, yeah. discussed. Yeah. We know this, and 
the the difference was, I think I mentioned it in the Skyfall episode, that was CGI. This was a gorgeous old fashioned miniature. So Oh really? Oh I need to see some of that. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean I think that that's a that's a feature throughout this film though, isn't it? There's some amazing Especially comparing it to Die Another Day, yeah. where there's so much, so <laughs> little CGI more. and actually some real, proper, beautiful effects yeah. going on. It's really well yeah, done. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think it's a really iconic um, base for um, modern James Bond. Yeah. You know, th- th- that building is really cool. Really cool. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Um, yeah, perfect selection actually you know when you look at the i'm sure there are other buildings in london that you could pick but that's a really good one yeah for being the center of yeah. mi6 MI, is it mi5 or mi6 mi6 six six, six. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it's six twitter's screaming at us stop getting the bottom <laughs> of quite quite funny <laughs> quite funny to think of q just i don't know say on on in the locks in scotland Pinging around in this little beauty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, I thought this was funny. <laughs> Go on, Rob. No, the boat. Yeah, the boat, like, yeah. you know, um, it's my fishing boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any, any people ra- fishing in that, Rob, when you go to the Norfolk Broads? And- I, I really haven't. <laughs> but I love the idea that, you know, like, it got trashed, right? Why have they then taken it to Scotland? Can we just make, yeah. make sure Evidence. that knackered broken boat comes with us? Uh, ever yeah. again. <laughs> that's why I can only explain it that he wants to use it in Scotland. In, in his, he's got some holiday home yeah. there. And he can repair it whilst <laughs> again, he's there. I don't know. Cute, cute no, fishing cute. in that. I mean, <laughs> forgive me. I mean, I, I've seen me... me, me you know, beloved elderly grandparents try and get in in and out of a normal rowboat, and they can't. You know, that's very difficult for an elderly person. I do not know how. He's like nearly ninety, isn't he? No, no. Fish from it. I know. He's still working. It's. I mean, both yeah, the actor yeah. and the. Yeah. Quartermaster. Is that what? What did Q do to void his pension so he had to work? Yeah, yeah. His career. What did he do? <laughs> So uh, this is something I found funny. How does Bond's hair get wet in this scene? Sprinklers. Yeah, nothing to which, do with going the Thames. Nothing yeah. to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, which also happens in Die Another Day. And it, Brosnan yeah, it he lo- absolutely loves getting his hair wet and with sprinklers. Oh, and like, yeah. He just... Slightly, you know, shaking his head a bit and spitting out the water and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, um... I mean, th- this, I, I am convinced that this started on Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I'm yeah, convinced that there is the scene when uh, they go when he takes the whole family <laughs> to go into that gorgeous pool oh, yeah. and they Especially play basketball and there's that bit when, oh, when yeah. uh, Stuart Dunmire <laughs> just comes out the water and gives his best oh. Baywatch pose ever. Whoa. And oh. I reckon Pierce has just decided he goes to every single director, he goes, just watch that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what needs to yeah. be in this film. Oh, yeah. good doing that. Yeah. Let's do it again. I do. Yeah. I do that well. Yeah, he, get, he, he gets. Um, he was. He was very slender then. He's. He's bulked up. Yeah. Bond as well. Not. Not big bulking, but he's. He's a bigger man, and especially by yeah. the time we get to Skyfall. Uh, sorry, not Skyfall. Oh. To um, dat. To yeah. dat. Um, he's. He's oh. looking. You know, like he's. He's broad, yeah. isn't he? He's like yeah. more yeah. levels of broad. Yeah. He's a big lad. Big lad, our bros. First not the only bond. one at this point. Sorry. Not a hint of Irish in the American accent from Brosnan. We, um, 
we're in the Thames and we get more of a sort of postcard view of London than Skyfall. I know Skyfall, Sam Mendes said he wanted to go into the real London and not sort of show the obvious places, but here we get right past the Houses of Parliament, oh, yeah. which is on that route. You know, it's not people are going to quit. It is, it's just it is on the, the route. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, is. yeah. yeah. It is. It makes total sense. Yeah. There's, do you know that bit where he, he looks at the GPS? Yes. It, it looks so much like. Oh no! Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, genuinely, yeah. when I first saw it, I thought like you know he was tuning into. He says like you know you'd hear like do 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 do. Is that even? Yeah. That's it's, yeah. Is it? it is Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I, God for that. I'm sure you've never seen um, it. It's the most unrob. <laughs> I've seen it enough to know the the yeah, drums the drum. uh, very in the air tonight. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, what was it? The octopusy, the octopusy. <laughs> one of the themes in it, John, which your wife Rachel said it sounded like the the Coronation Street theme. Yeah, it's the. What was it sponsored by? The cat food or something? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Compare yeah. the meerkat. Whiskers. <laughs> yeah, comp- yeah, compare the meerkat. Was it? Yeah. Anyway. Did anyone the, the, think tonight <laughs> that discussion wait, would go into which, oh, which especially the film would don't. rip off famous UK soaps? <laughs> Twine, really? the EastEnders of Bond. <laughs> yeah. Bond to pussy. The Corrie of Bond. The Corrie, yeah. yes. Lovely, lovely. Really reaching out to that transatlantic audience here. These references. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of um, not massive nods to other bonds, but because, like we say, it is a, like an identical bond. It's very, very gorgeous bond. No, a nod to the Golden Gun. I thought the bond that uh, the, the bat boat flips over, doesn't it, gorgeously, in exactly the same yeah. motion. I, I got that anyway. And then. Even when he adjusts uh, his tie, which is so nice, the Brosnan underwater, even that was a bit like Goldeneye, wasn't it? it I mean, it's, it's self-plagiarism, but it's like the most James Bond behaviour you've ever seen. Well, I mean, you, you, I mean, you've got a gorgeous little Arnold score when he goes underwater, yeah. just like there's a big intensity, and then you go, and it carries on again. And I just love that. You know, you've just got a ton of intensity, and then it just like, no, we'll just have a, we'll have a two seconds of comedy. Yeah. But the one that really strikes to me is Moonraker, and it's the spraying yes. of the police on the turning yeah but it's also the um it's also when it goes on the road the boat as well yeah but what it managed like like the gondola goes on um yeah saint mark's in venice but (laughs) yeah but what it yeah gondola excellent very good yeah but even though they are comedy moments they don't lose the intensity no and i think that that's a really special thing that somehow that this is you are not being drawn out of the chase that's going on it's just adding these nice little moments in it, and that is classic Bond. That's the Roger era. Yes, I was about to say that. Moonmaker probably went a bit too way that far that way, but Spy Who Loved Me is a great example. You keep the intensity, but you add the fun elements, and that is peak Bond in it. Couldn't agree more, John. Yeah, I absolutely couldn't agree more. It feels Bond, which is like crucial, you know, because you talk about the entire way that it impacts you, and it feels Bond. Um, just to I'll touch on your bit about the score, um, I particularly love that, that it's like a little like trumpety bugle thing 
Arnold uses for that bit underwater. Yeah. It's like the lone guy still in the trenches, you know, at the Somme, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love that. Right, I've got a question about this underwater swimming. <laughs> Don't mind. Somme! <laughs> <laughs> Slightly tasteless. <laughs> 1917. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But I quite, you're right, you know this bit where he goes underwater? The cut that um, is chosen is a fade. Yeah, it so, is, yeah. For, for, for no, like, everything else is just, like, normal. <laughs> and it's hard cuts everywhere. And then you've got this fade here. And for me, it's like, is this a suggestion of a dream sequence? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah. something that perhaps Brosnan wished he'd done? Or that the filmmakers <laughs> wished they'd done? I don't Highlights, know Highlight just, package of this. <laughs> yeah, it could be. So it's like, you know, he's gone underwater. And it's just, it's like inviting the audience in, you know, in your wildest dreams, this might be what Bond oh. is doing at this point. I don't know, <laughs> you know. But I do, and then it fades out again. It's like it, the, that whole sequence is bookended by dreamlike fades, and I don't really know why. <laughs> I think, um, it is, yeah. Dream or no dream. I don't actually know whether <laughs> he adjusted those little moments that we've, that you know, said about the adjusting the tie, spraying the police, the wheel clumpers, and, and those things. I, you know, I absolutely, I love Mission Impossible films, particularly the recent ones. And, you know, when we're thinking about, um, you know, No Time to Die and everything, we want it to, to almost be as good as recent Mission Impossible films. But these are the little bits, the little intricacies, in, particularly in action sequences, which make a Bond film sort of separate to, to a Mission Impossible or, you know, other films of that genre. Um, and and like, like you said, uh, John, it does, you don't lose the pace when you add them in. The pace keeps going, but you have these little bits, and uh, and yeah, and I, I think it's you know it's really well done in this in this sequence. Probably the best action sequence in the film, I would I would say. It is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably, yeah. It's really well directed, isn't it? And considering he's never he's never done anything like this before, Apted does a jolly job, isn't he? So yes, we've had a nod to Golden Gun. We've mentioned the clampers. I think yeah. they were quite. In, there was a there was a BBC program about it at the time. They're pretty unpopular, so it was like a joke for the audience. Oh, we like to get one back from the clampers, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, then apparently we go to Millwall Dock, uh, various places, the Isle of Dogs. Uh, I don't know London very well, but the you know I'm sure people do. So <laughs> it was filmed in London, basically. The, um, the bits of like you know where people say like oh the you know the, there are arguments at times that the action. Um, could be uh, shot and edited better, could possibly. I'm not necessarily someone who subscribes to that, but I know that's a common criticism of the film. Um, but I don't think, you know, like in this sequence here, you know, when the the boat is going up onto the and going up again oh. on the steps, it's and the camera follows at exactly the same speed and trajectory. It's a super bit of filmmaking. It it's is. absolutely superb. And and so exciting. You're on the you throughout this entire sequence. I think you are in that boat with James Bond. Yes. Um, but also you're given enough time to stand from the outside and look at look at it and go, this is flipping cool. This. <laughs> you know, so it achieves everything. The Millennium Dome, of course, which the Queen will be in a few in a few months <laughs> yeah. after this, or about a month after, for the uh, New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you remember her singing Old Lang Syne? Yeah, yeah. The millennium <clears throat> with Tony and Sh- <laughs> Tony Blair and Shady Booth, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> anyway, but, uh, <laughs> the go- how good is Niche. the stunts? And it is real. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it can't, it's it couldn't have possibly want. happened. How the boat goes up in the air and Bond f- oh. jumps from the boat to the hot air balloon. I mean, this is just... We've not had nothing like yeah. that since, have we? As far as I can remember. I mean, that is just yeah. amazing. And, yeah, and super. it's that great thing Bond of... Bond beating the odds the, again. The only way time. to sort of... This is what you want from James Bond. The odds The only way to, still beat. to sort of survive in, the, in that it's situation, or maybe not survive, that's a bit dramatic, is to, you know, grab the very thing that he needs to grab on to, you know, to get to the hot air balloon, if you know what I mean. So it, it all comes together. I love that when action sequences, you know, have that. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a brilliant scene. I, I can't understand why anyone would be upset about this sequence. Upset? <laughs> really? I can, I know, you know, oh, I have dude. like a... Uh, yeah, oh, it, it didn't live up to my expectations. I mean, what do you want? This is just everything that you'd want. It really helps. <sighs> I mean, it's... And, and going into the Millennium mm, and yeah. having the Millennium Dome there is very much like bringing that pride of England into yeah. it as well and all the rest sure. of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, it's like great Brosnan yeah. voices going. Oh yeah, the, oh, it's, yeah. well, we will. There's countless in this. Well, film, like, Pierce is yeah made a tally chart. Wait, <laughs> wait, uh, uh, not Brosnan. Not not. I I also like how you said it's the reason. One of the reasons it works so well is that it never lets up, like you say. And then you get a bit of humour here, a bit like the sort of crowds in. Spy Love Me, Few Eyes Only, those yeah, kind yeah. of things. But then I you get serious you. all of a sudden yeah. again. It's absolutely brilliant. And yeah. she's sort of saying, you know, yeah. not from him. And she's like, do you know what I mean? It's like the threat is there. Yeah. I can protect you, yeah. So Renard again has been, we don't know it's him yet, but he's sort of being mentioned, which is always a great yeah. script writing technique, purpose and way, brilliant. Yeah, for sort of introducing your villain without seeing it. Um, and again, the music, you know, the, the, the music scene gets the, Yeah. It really in the casino, um, and she talks about about silver, and you know you build up this anticipation of of how awful he kind of is, and I do think there are elements of this, you know, you can, I can protect you from him, and I, I think there's a bit, little bit, you know, elements. I'm not saying copying or anything like that. Well, they wrote it, so you know, yeah, I I, I got I got that hint, and yeah, n- not from him. <laughs> so you're immediately thinking, boy, this this villain's no. this villain's something, which we will come on. Yeah. To, <laughs> Anyway, but I think it, I think it, you, I think you're absolutely right, Matt. I think it harks back to traditional themes of the series, where Bond um, offers himself as a get-out for damsels in distress. Mm. Essentially, you know, I mean, yeah. well, it's not a very popular phrase anymore, but it's the actual truth. Of what <laughs> <laughs> and, and like lots of, um, you know, women were forced under duress in these films. I don't mean in the making of the films. I mean in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> To make that perfectly clear, but like this, they they were you know how many of the the women uh, of the Bond girls were with the uh, antagonist at the start of the film, but Bond offers them a way out, yeah. and it's a bit like here where Bond is offering you know like well I know this has worked in the past I'll try <laughs> it and it still doesn't work you know she'd rather die than risk it you know it's good. It's good, and in a storytelling sense, yes, I'm going to give big props to Perthes and Wade <laughs> by saying, you know, go for it. Yeah, you did it good. Yeah, I mean, 
I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to say this, but for oh. me, one of the big strengths of this film is the storytelling. I think that it's original for starters it brings a lot of new concepts out and i think it's got a director who reigns in the rough edges basically to make it actually (laughs) a really good film the big problem is with a lot of it is is that we find out from the later films that purvis and wade are a bit gotta do it aren't you You gotta do it now they're a bit they're a bit one trick pony so like the, the the great concepts that they bring in here that work so well they never seem to move away from for the rest of the films. And I'll, as we go in, I'll give my examples yes. of that. And then, of course, what wow. will we homage next? We've uh, we've mentioned it. A man falling yeah. onto uh, the circus tent roof into the title Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. As if, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. That was Jaws. Oh, I like that. that. Ah! Yeah. yeah uh... But it's a gorgeous dangling bond. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. It gives that sort of again. He'll go to mad lengths. This, yeah. this Bond. He's a hero to do what is right. He is a hero, Bond. and he's protecting his country, his <laughs> you know his employers, and he's trying to protect this woman. You know, it's super. It's, it's Bond. It's, it's Bond. Bond. It's Bond. It's Bond. Bond. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and this theme, this theme is classic. Yes, I really the, like this theme. So the song and the title yeah. sequence, for me, Daniel Kleiman, great job again with the images of oil, getting a plot in, which I always quite like. And the song, yeah, John, you're you're a fan of the song, I assume. Yeah, I, it's, I, if I call this, if I, oh, if I had to describe this song in one word, it'd be underrated. Um, yeah. I yeah. think it's a song that I've always thought is a good song, but if if I put it in my tier of all the Bond songs, it would be mid tier. Yeah. However, um, I read recently that the lyrics are all written about Electra. So yes. all the lyrics yeah. are written from the perspective of Electra, and when I looked at it, very similar to like how the lyrics to Casino Royale are written from the perspective of Bond. When you look at what these lyrics are about from the perspective of Electra and going into it from Renard, I think that that's really clever songwriting. Yeah, I think props to it. I think it's a really, really good song. I think Daniel Kleiman does a phenomenal job with the titles. I absolutely love the oil when it's black at the black and white color palette superb when it goes into that kind of oil col- that multicolor kind of thing that goes on which oil does it just looks a bit 90s i, oh, I don't know what it is there's a it looks so a tad old. 90s it was it looks slightly dated but it's you can see what they're trying to do with it because they're going for the concept of oil it's brilliant though the whole thing's brilliant you know i'm, I'm, I'm being very very picky saying that stuff i love it it's great the lyrics, of course, like you say, John, you are right that they tried to get into the plot, particularly of Electra. Don Black, of course, was brought back to do the lyrics. Who's he's done five and, other yeah. theme songs. And, wrote the lyrics. Tim Rice. Can did you one. guys remember them? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a very tough one. Though. I don't know how how up on lyricist you. Are. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> but Don Black has done five others now. He's also done lyrics for loads of songs. He did. Like <laughs> Ben. 
for Michael Jackson. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> about the pet, about this his rat. podcast is touching all bases <laughs> yeah. tonight. <laughs> Something for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's a very he's got a very good CV. So he did the lyrics to Thunderball, Diamonds Are Forever, which you know rates very highly. Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun Surrender. rates very poorly for some reason. Yeah. And the other one he did with David Arnold, but it didn't make the it made the end credits to Tomorrow Never Dies, which is very popular with Bond Cuts. Surrender. So yeah, he's, he's got a good track record over it. Superb. It's funny. I think I think with this um, with this song in particular, the, the and I felt it with Tomorrow Never Dies as well. It's like a, a Bondian chord progression, and much more eloquent musical scholars than myself will be able to explain why I feel that way about it. But it feels like Bond for a reason I can't describe. And for the casual listener and viewer, I think that transcribes and transcends and makes you enjoy it. It feels like Bond. It feels I'd, like that. Uh, that yeah. So the title Daniel Bond. I really like. You know, it I love feels how, right. how much they stick to the, you know, the oil pump, the globe, the fits the in oil pumps as well. And the song, I, I, you know, I think the songs, I think the songs really good. And you know, as we've said before, love it when the composer is involved with it because then you get it in the film later I would say I, I, I like I like the song and I think Garbage is a really interesting choice and Shirley Manson good voice and everything I would say I think in some ways it's perhaps not the most memorable for your average for your average person and I think there's a few things in this film which are like that which I think resulted in us getting Die Another Day and I'm not saying they should have done this. I'm just saying this is why I, I think they thought, right, well, I don't know what number... Did this get to about number nine or something like that, Tom? Or 11. 11. 11, yeah. So I think... Well, it was I, very big in Scandinavia. It was number one in Iceland. Okay, so. well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that aside, uh, Iceland aside, yeah. I think that might have led them, you know, uh, amongst other things, for Die Another Day, they wanted, they really wanted, as Partridge would say, balls out of the bath. Um the, the, yeah. you know um, get Madonna the, get yeah Madonna. as in let, let's get Madonna let's get Madonna and I mean the lyrics uh, let alone the melody for that song aren't <laughs> this are they <laughs> you know, the night and day yes something Such for everyone just, just um, I, we'll come to die draw any time but I'm, I'm just sort of saying that I think there are a few things about this film which um, I feel bad for saying it because I, I do really like this film but perhaps not that memorable for your for your average cinema goer you know and people I've asked you know what do you think of World Is Not Enough like uh, which one's that I think the pre-title sequence would probably be the most famous thing about it possibly yeah. um, and I, I think this I think the song as good as it is and as well performed as it is and the fact that I like that it's used in the film as a melody and everything I, I think for some people it's probably not that memorable and therefore that's another reason why the, the film isn't that memorable for some people and why we got to die another day. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant point, Matt, actually. Um, yeah. And um, goes a long way to um, explain like things that I've had in my own head but couldn't connect the dots with. And that's given me like a reason to try, you know, a reason to... Yeah. I, I, and I, I, yeah. I do agree in so many ways that there are, like, there's nothing... I can't think of anything that is wrong with this film. Like wrong with it. Like 
fundamentally like a an appalling decision or a terrible choice or anything like that. But you're right about there might be like a, just a shortfall in the massively memorable stakes for <laughs> yeah. the uh, yeah, like the casual cinema goer. And obviously Bond has to appeal to those people. Bond has to, but well, Bond traditionally appeals to everybody. You know, it's only weirdos like us who make podcasts about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, like you know, it's it, it's a tra- it's a universal appeal. Um, so yeah, I can. I, it's funny. You, can, it's like I love doing these things because I learn so much on podcasts with fellow film fans and fellow Bond fans, and and just like getting a whole new look on it. Like for one, I'm like looking at um, World Is Not Enough with so much more respect after do it after this initial part of this podcast but also with like oh wow yeah and um, the legacy it left behind you know with what people thought about it I'd uh, yeah so the titles Daniel Kleiman I'd, I really like them and I love how, how much they stick to the you know with the oil the globe the, the like oil pumps as well um, and the song I, I you know I think the song's I think the song's really good and you know as we've said before love it when the composer is involved with it because then you get it in the film later. I would say, and I, I, I like I like the song, and um, I think Garbage is a really interesting choice, and Shirley Manson, good voice and everything. I would say, in some ways, it's perhaps not the most memorable for your average for your average person. And I think there's a few things in this film which are like that, which I think resulted in us getting Die Another Day. And I'm not saying they should have done this. I'm just saying this is why I, I think they thought, right, well... I don't know what number did this get to about number nine or something like that, Tom or eleven? Yeah, so I think I think that might have led them, amongst other things, for dying another day. They wanted, they really wanted, as Partridge would say, balls out of the bath. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, um, something the, yeah, for everyone. As in, let let's get Madonna, let's get Madonna, and I mean the lyrics, uh, let alone the melody for that song aren't like this are they you know what they're night and day chalk and cheese i uh, will come to die another day another time but I'm, I'm just sort of saying that i think there are a few things about this film which uh, i feel bad for saying it because I, I do really like this film but perhaps not that memorable for your for your average cinema goer and people i've asked you know what do you think of world is not enough like uh, which one's that i think the pre-title sequence would probably be the most famous thing about it possibly and i i think this i think the song as good as it is and as well performed as it is and the fact that i like that it's used in the film as a melody and everything i i think for some people it's probably not that memorable and therefore that's another reason why the the film isn't that memorable for some people and why we got die another day i think it's a brilliant point matt actually um and um, goes a long way to um, explain like things that I've had in my own head but couldn't connect the dots with, and that's given me like a reason to try, you know, a reason to, <laughs> yeah, I do agree in so many ways that there are like there's nothing I can't think of anything that is wrong with this film, like wrong with it, like fundamentally like a an appalling decision or a terrible choice or anything like that but you're right about there might be like a just a shortfall in the massively memorable stakes for the uh yeah like the casual cinema goer and obviously bond has to appeal to those people bond has to, well bond traditionally appeals to everybody you know it's only weirdos like us who make podcasts about it <laughs> you know <laughs> but, like you know it's it, it's a tra- it's a universal appeal so yeah i can, I can it's funny you can, it's like i love doing these things because i learn so much on podcasts with fellow film fans and fellow bond fans and and just like getting a whole new look on it like for one i'm like looking at 
um, world is not enough with so much more respect after do it after this initial part of this podcast, but also with like oh wow yeah and um, the legacy it left behind you know with what people thought about it. I mean I'm just asking this I don't know but do you think there was a certain amount of bond fatigue at this point? Uh, not necessarily with the writing or anything like that because I I I think I actually am a massive fan of the Brosnan era. Barbara last one but um i think we we praise the fact that it's three films in six years we think it's for, is it six years yeah we, we it's four no it's seven. less no it's four what is seven. it is yeah 95 to 99 so it's three in three in four. three in four well wow. three in no well three, three in five, five. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so we sorry, yeah. we massively praise That's... that and rightly so we would love that yeah but there is this element that when people talk about the Brosnan era, they always say it's a bit that it's not very memorable. This is, and yeah, I just wonder if Goldeneye was obviously a big success, but if then it suffered a bit of like commercial fatigue, and that's probably why the world is not enough isn't that memorable. We'll get onto the box office at the end, but unlike a lot of the other actors who played on, Brosnan started well and a lot better than Licence to Kill and then kept going slightly better with each film. So there was no oh, fatigue right. in terms of the audience. Wow. At the time, this was the biggest, in terms of numbers, with That's inflation, nice. no. But it was, again, it was a film of the time. It was popular for people at the time, the public public liked it. it it's just, when you look back 21 years later, and you, you get out your Bond compilations, and it's the classic, we, we do a henchman episode, who do you think of quickly? Quickly, you've got like a couple of seconds to think of of a classic henchman. You th- you know, you, you immediately go to our job and Jaws, don't you? Mm. But then if you think a bit more, you think about Volpe, you think about Mayday, and characters that, oh, heck, yeah, if you think about it, they're, they're incredible, aren't they? But just off the top of your head, um, the world is not enough. It doesn't, it doesn't even have perhaps as many... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sort of flash memorable moments, good or bad, particularly bad, as Dine of the Day. You know, the average person will be able to tell you a lot more about Dine of the Day, mainly bad reasons. Mm, yeah. And that's probably Definitely. that's partly what what puts you off the world is not enough because you forget about it because there was nothing controversial about it. It did what I wanted at mm. the time. Yeah. Which isn't isn't fair, no. really, is it? 
and yeah, I, I did a bit of a yeah. I, I've, I'm trying to get my mate Charles Allison. I'm trying to reference him in each uh, episode. I don't know why it's just sort of happened. So I mess, I mess, I messaged him before and said, "Oh, we're recording an episode about um, well, there's not enough tonight." And he was like, "Which one?" <laughs> and and uh, his then his next question was like, "Is it the one with the ice palace? Is it the one with the lasers?" There you go. And, and I was like, Please. no, 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 that's dying another day. And then he was like, right, I don't remember World's Not Enough. And then I described some things from it. He was like, I don't know if you've seen it or not. And I thought that was quite He's a very good gauge, isn't he? He's a reasonable yeah. litmus yeah. test. Math yeah. just telling me it's the one where Bond has an underwater dream uh, to the sounds of uh, a <laughs> wartime bugle. Just tell him yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might say, no, do you not remember? It's the one where Bond says, Stop! <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Oh, wow. And just picture it. <laughs> yeah. The lyrics we've mentioned uh, are from Electra's point of view. So Don Black, he, he he obviously had a bit like Tim Rice had Octopussy, but he did away with that. Tom uh, Don Black was given the world is not enough, and he couldn't apparently he couldn't just couldn't think of what could come next. And he's I don't know whether his his wife in the background said something like nothing to do with this, like. Well, we could start with um, going out for lunch soon, or something like that. And it just gave him the inspiration. But it's a perfect place to start. <laughs> it's something like that, and it was something so simple, and it does work quite well. And it also yeah, it the the well. best thing about the lyrics, a bit like the spy love me. And Michael Apted said he wanted to have a sort of spy love me type theme, where the the theme was used, and it was about it wasn't just about Bond, but there's no point in living if you can't feel alive. The way to get that in, yeah. that's really that's satisfying, right, yeah. isn't it? Very, I mean, yeah, presumably, yeah. if Bond fans would have heard the song loads, wouldn't they, before we watched it? We would have heard the song and we would have known those lyrics. So then when you hear them in the film, we'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, not that I no can remember quibble. thinking that. <laughs> no, I can't, no. Too busy. Yeah, well, maybe, unless you'd, you'd have it might have been shown on the trailers, the actual lines, so maybe. Producers for the, were sued... By Frank Fogarty and Nathan Crow, who claimed their composition, the game, sorry, this game we play, <laughs> which sounds like some you know second-rate Bond song. Anyway, that was they submitted this song for the Thomas Crown Affair, so obviously it didn't, didn't get in. They claimed that that contained an identical four-note sequence, but five years later, you know, after loads of money and everything, it was rejected by the courts. So I didn't know about that at the time. But so uh, there was uh, all of them again had to go to the trial. David Arnold, Michael Apted, I think, just to sort of say no. This came in at this point. Everybody like no. Anyway, so there we so go. Hard. This game we play. Can't believe I haven't looked up what it sounds like before. Uh, yeah, have you? Ha- yeah, you haven't. Stonker. What I haven't. If you, if you please look, it's called this game we play. <laughs> and if you put Bye. Frank Fogerty and Nathan Crow, but I, I presume it's they not, didn't sing it. I think they're the songwriters. It's not coming up. Uh, <laughs> oh this no, I, no actually what I found play. is actually the court documents from the case. <laughs> oh wow. Ah right, well there you go. Very very dry radio. Such a perfect place to start. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. Really is. But um the court documents were released in two thousand and four, which gives you an idea of how long Jeez. that case went on for. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What a waste. Of money. <laughs> so <laughs> d- 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 <laughs> Yes. You've seen the video, haven't you? The the actual music video for this. It must be one of the best music videos of any. I can't remember it. Is there a music video? 
Oh goodness me, guys! Again, right? Okay, I, I, so I have done historically. The way. video it was directed by a German director called Philipp Stutzel, Stutzel or something like that. <laughs> Trying to do my best German, Stutzel. Anyway, you'll love this. He has done videos for Ramstein, <sighs> babyish, Detoten Hosen, babyish, Evanescence, linked slightly. Minor Earth, Major Sky oh. Math, the incredible epic song by Aha, which is one of their later works. Google that, guys. That is amazing. <laughs> he also did the very Tom Pickup cover of American Pie by Madonna uh. in her number one. You know, every song was number one, but everybody absolutely hated it. Anyway, he did, he did all those videos. But this video is brilliant. So it's got, like, Shirley Manson, and she she's like a robot version of her. So there's, like, I'm two of them. I'm watching it right now, one. Tom. Yeah, and it's like a, a stage, isn't it? Trying to blow up. It's honestly, it must yes, be. It must I be know. the best video. It's, it's so because usually a lot of them interspersed with. Se- yeah, I don't think it's got scenes interspersed with the film. It's just got its own yeah. storyline and everything. It's <laughs> At really this good. point, it looks like there's nothing to do with James Bond. Although, no. hang on a minute, like there is a bit where she's no. There's a man <laughs> in a suit. He looks like he could be James Bond, and yeah. the robot. She she goes in for a clinch. <laughs> Uh, but it doesn't go anywhere. Such so. partridge commentary in this uh, minute. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah. Too late. <laughs> Too late. I mean, no, yeah, you're right. She's she's currently legless. Getting a, no, I don't mean that in an alcohol sense. Um, I mean, she's getting no. a bomb implanted in her back as a robot yeah. at this stage. Now there driving to the to the theatre. Uh, she's murdered herself. <laughs> Oh no, it's her as a non-robot, and now she's on stage <laughs> on a massive globe, and it looks a bit like uh, that Jackman movie. What is it? The Last Christmas? No, yeah. The Greatest Showman. Ooh. The Last Christmas. Oh, the... Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and it does. It's all about the bomb goes off. Oh. Yeah, it's all over. It's a good. It's a good one. I, I advise you to watch it. Right, lads, I'm going to now play to you a cover of. Um, the world is not enough. Let's see what you see what you, see what you think about this, guys. Stupidly, this is an advert first. <laughs> we'll cut this. We'll cut this bit out. We can do an edit. We can do an edit. We can do it. This is a very interesting cover. <laughs> Slightly cheaper production. I, I think Rob's face is This is Muslim Gerses, the Turkish fencing. <laughs> this is amazing. Dia Omur Yetmen is the name of the song. It is a cover. Oh, as, as human beings, um, our life oh, rich Absolutely. It's absolutely the same thing. Baby's looking down. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, it oh couldn't be more wrong. It, it's not. I mean, we, we do, do laugh off. Go on. We, 
we do laugh quite a bit behind the scenes that yeah. I love covers of songs. I absolutely love them. You know, because exactly my rule in this life is, is the reason that, I'm doing it. Oh, thank you, mate. Uh, if, if a song is good, it will work across any genre or any take on it. And that's the ultimate test. I've never heard a bad version of Careless Whisper, ever. And I've heard it, I think yes. I, I've heard it on the harmonica, I think, and it's still amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I've heard it on the kazoo oh, yeah. as well. Uh, so, oh. you know, it's, it's absolutely... Imagine a George Michael Bond song. Oh, oh now that is... Oh, we, no, we Sorry, were that, that's we harrowing. Were that is harrowing. That's too harrowing. We were robbed, you know. Uh, <laughs> we was robbed. Well, yes. We weren't wrong. Yeah. We've wasn't, got... wasn't um Bob <laughs> song? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rosalind getting wet at the end and not the shower in the video. Sorry, this is so sad. Right. <laughs> I will let you have another cover of a very wrong version again. This is by oh, uh, the group Sidonia. More operatic. <laughs> it's a classic yeah. Von Melvin. It, it really is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Baron Samadhi on the video, though. Yeah. yeah. Decent budget video. I know how to <laughs> 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 It's so rough. <laughs> It really is operatic, isn't it? Yeah. Can we hear the chorus, please? We, we, yeah. Oh, heck, sorry, we've got another... We're not quite there, no. It's five years old, this, so it's a bit more modern, 2015. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the video, you're right, it's just got loads of of traditional Bond images, like a fake bloke. Oh, lovely, lovely. Uh, Ursula Andrus. Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is great. <laughs> John Singh is it? You don't like that song? I'll tell you what it reminds me of. And, 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 no, I don't know if I can say this. Oh heck! So, you know, you know when you go to church and you have a few old ladies who lead the worship. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and they sing, and they yeah. sing the songs like yeah, really yeah. high, like and the cat, yeah, the patriot, yeah. Yeah. It's very much Honestly, that. It's, it it's sounds a bit like very, you love it, don't they? On my last like family holiday, um, obviously in the UK because we're not allowed to travel anywhere like outside of it. Well, you can if you, you know, but we're yeah. rich yeah. too far. <laughs> so um, we um, we drive, uh, you know, driving about and. Um, I say to the kids, give me a song, and we'll see on Spotify just how many different versions of that song is. Oh. So a recent one was Barbie Girl, and there was one in like a, <laughs> like a similar I'm a Barbie Girl version of that. Like it was, it was pretty obnoxious. <laughs> I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This game was we, this game we play. This game we play. Yeah. Court documents yeah, coming the name to you of very yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> I won't play the others. Diana Krall, the jazz singer, did a version. Um, Chris Collingwood, the lead singer of Fountains of Wayne. (laughs) 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 I thought you'd like that. Honestly, 
I don't. I don't. Is, is, is there a funnier name for a band than that? Like there is not. You know, just there is not. Like right, lads. Wayne we Rooney. Need, we need a name. <laughs> don't make it ostentatious. And yeah. we also need a body of water, you know, like Oceans of Clive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we've done the uh, the title sequence. <laughs> we get two to the film proper. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I'm sorry. This is going to get worse. I thought we'd run out of things to talk about, Bottom. I was worried about this, but it's getting, it's getting worse. If you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram? Look us up at Really 007 Pod. Bond goes in his Z3 with M to Scott Ono. And I've done the same joke again. <laughs> Bond in Scotland. <laughs> and how do we know we're in Scotland? Bagpipes. Oh, we've got yeah. bagpipes, haven't we? Miller! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh like the ones from uh, Austin Powers, the the spy who shagged. <laughs> yeah. um, so again, we a bit like Magda was introduced in Octopussy. You just see her from afar at first, and it's very crisp and Bond that the, the funeral, isn't it, of Sir Robert King? Charles Robinson is asking, "Oh, who's that?" <laughs> you think the fact that later you see she's on the front cover of Hello that you think he might recognise her. The fact that he works for MIT anyway. And also, she was in Braveheart, wasn't she, in Scotland uh, a couple of years ago? Anyway. No, there are a couple of things I just wanted to mention. It's really crisp, the setting, and I love it being in Scotland. Um, M's hat yeah. is possibly worth comment. Uh, possibly yeah. From Rob. Um, yeah. Trendy. Also, yeah, so added to that, Robin Robinson, who's that? Well, it's it's the person who we've, we've come, you know... I'd, there's, there's absolutely no reason for us all to be yeah. at this funeral. Like, I'm sorry, Money Penny and Charles Robinson, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this guy's funeral, should you? <laughs> and yeah. mates, you're all invited. Can we, like... Yeah, I love that. Like, shoot, Sorry, Matt. No, sorry, you John. go for it, Rob. You go for it. Go on. No, no, no. I was just thinking, like... Right, oh, who's no, that? my God. She, she was on the front row in the church. <laughs> She said it yeah, in yeah. words. Like, what, what do you mean, who's that? John, he was too scared to whisper in church. Like, who's that? Shut up, Charles, please. <laughs> I mean, poor Charles. Like, this character. I quite... Oh, I love the man. I quite like him. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously he was popular because there was a time when he was rumoured to be the next Bond, wasn't there? Yeah. You know, the Colin Salmon kind of thing. Well, he's a, he's a very good-looking chap, isn't he? Um, he really is. But like, basically, <laughs> all his all his talk in Tomorrow Never Dies is exposition. It's like so somebody else says, "What's that?" Yeah, it's yeah, a decoder, yeah, yeah. and it just keeps going on and on. And it's like he's reversed the role. Here. He's the one who's it's asking, "Who's that?" Yeah, you know, it's just like he's uh, he's just reversed his role. It's a lovely name, Colin Salmon. Doesn't really suit him, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the salmon bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was filmed. Some of it was filmed at Stowe School in Buckinghamshire, but of course the banks of Loch Lomond were where it was uh, filming the famous sort of castle at the end of Loch, mm. uh, of Loch Lomond. There. Yeah. Also uh, filmed at Eileen Donan Castle, 
Te- I mean, it's like a temporary MI6 centre, which I always love in films. Yeah. We get them throughout the history, don't we? Moonraker, we go. Where are we? I can't even remember. Brazil. Oh, sorry, Brazil. Yeah. And this is this is no different. It's, a, it's, it's I quite liked it, even though it is a bit near London, perhaps to have a a massive operation. It's in it's in it's in Scotland. I love it. It's very Bond, isn't it? I've got, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, um, it's a mad place to have the yeah. head of a. <laughs> you know, it's, right, it's a castle. But you've got like in the in the Q branch room of the castle, you've got some fella firing live rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and spraying fire all over. This. It's not absolutely in some like, open plan area you've where got... everybody is as well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you've got Desmond Lowell in sat on the side. He's not got any eye or ear protection, but some geezer with a bagpipes blasting the hell out of the door. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I, I, yeah, but it's so. It is very fun. I like it. I just don't care about yeah. it. Well, don't, it was so. I don't come to Bond for the realism. It was so ever. Bond that they, Purvis and Wade, of course, repeated it for Johnny English, uh, the third Johnny English, didn't they, in the, the yeah. finale of that film? <laughs> you have to see it, Rob. You have to see it. Yeah. No, I I will. Um, I have to add as well that there were because Johnny English has weathered well as well. I watched it the other oh, night. Oh yeah, so um, brilliant film. Yeah, it's it's also looks sharp like this in in terms of um, <laughs> visuals and tone it sits next to World Design <laughs> it, it, yeah. it was it's done like similar time it's like an unofficial like yeah. partner piece yeah it is it yeah. was yeah person way what a CD take that are we saying that it's the uh, the yeah. 21st Bond film <laughs> yeah 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 yes in, in my yeah. head and heart it is yeah. definitely Atkinson over Craig, any no, no. <laughs> well, no, no. My kids, you know, I don't think uh, there are certain barriers um, Atkinson will never overcome, and one of them is, you know, the average five-year-old, as in my five-year-old, yeah. saying that's not an average about. Yeah. Sorry, let's forget that. But like saying stuff like, um, "What's Mister B doing with the gun?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't like that. <laughs> yeah, things that we can't, you know, we'll never get past. We get Tanner and Robinson. So Tanner's back from Goldeneye, but yes. he doesn't get Which quite is great. as much yep. to chew on, does he? He's got a few funnier scenes moving Goldeneye. Him and Robinson, you know, explaining the, the, the mechanism, which is still quite difficult to understand, like we said, as to how <laughs> yeah, King, yeah. the lapel thing blows up. <laughs> and then, basically, M gives a like, Liam Neeson taking speech, doesn't he? Doesn't she? Sort of, we, fi- we will find these people to the <laughs> yeah. ends of the earth and we will kill them, or something like that. <laughs> like she does in Skyfall. Yes. Oh yeah. gosh. gosh. <laughs> um, it. The boxes have been. The room. The room here, though, is is the room's gorgeous with the fire and oh. you know. Uh, oh yeah. Other double O agents. Yeah, other double O agents and a portrait of Bernard Lee in the background. Yes, it's lovely. Yes. Yeah, it's really that's lovely. so underrated. Yeah, it just it, feels cozy. Really nice. It? Yeah. I also like that. Um, it does, I, and I love that. That this is could be one of the final times. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Where actual physical files mm. are being passed to agents. Brilliant. You know, it's like here you are. Here's your missions. Here's your. Mi-. And there's something so finite and brilliant about getting past some documents. Yeah. That is oh, it's so nice. It's so crisp and real. Rather <laughs> than being uploaded to smart blood. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Q film. This is a Q. <laughs> but Bo- Bo- Bond is off duty, isn't he, at the moment? A bit like mm. Thunderball. Yeah, yeah. Another comparison, of course. And there's an even more obvious comparison 
with the name Molly Warmflash. I mean, it's a silly name, but Molly, named after Molly Peters, who played his his uh, nurse yeah. in in Thunderball. Mm. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah. Serena Scott Thomas. Oh, baby. I bet John is an absolutely massive fan <laughs> of her. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. So, um, as an 11 year old boy, <laughs> just just starting up, uh, Dr. Molly Warmflash. Started my love of Frenchies. That's all I'll say. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> the knickers were far more improper yeah. than I remembered. Oh, they hey. were unbelievable. I was. I watched that and I was like, "Crikey, Moses!" Um, and, ob- uh, and obviously, like, you were a thong man Sister that, is a f- when you were ten. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, when I was ten. Yeah. Pantyhose. Oh, uh, is there a more awful suggestion? You know, awful horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous word. Um, but obviously, she's got a far more rena- renowned yeah. sister. Obviously, Kristen Scott Thomas and oh, all the rest. Oh, is it a sister? That oh, right. That's her sister. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her sister. And and to this day, it's like an ongoing joke between me and my brother that whenever Kristen Scott Thomas comes on the screen, it's a, oh, it's Doctor Molly Warmflash's <laughs> sister because like, yeah, very good, Dr. very Molly good. Yeah. Is, is tremendous. I yeah. am a massive fan. I owe I owe Doctor Molly um, um, some points on a quiz. Actually, <laughs> now I can't pronounce it. Not very good, but. It, what part of the body is that now if I got this wrong the Jula oblongata ah. from and the only reason I know that is because that she says that line in the world is not enough so just just another reason to yeah. love Dr Molly Warmflash um, she's completely well, unprofessional you know the, the main reason I know where it's from you, you, the other the other film with Medulla oblongata yeah yeah no? water boy yeah 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 <laughs> Mama's wrong again. <laughs> so good. Yes. And, and she showed me her boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Knickers and boobs. You're listening to the Really yeah. 007 podcast. <laughs> Post watershed. Did you? There's a particularly um, gross line Brosnan says during this bit, isn't there? Like, let's skirt the issue as he undoes the skirt. Can we? It, yeah. it wouldn't be done these days. Except it would. Yeah, yeah. yeah it might be it might be Bruce Feinstein doing all this bad yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, it might be, we don't know, but like It might be, yeah. It, think no, so. I think uh having watched Dine of the Day, which is just the two of them, uh, yeah. I think it's quite evident <laughs> who he's writing <laughs> Yeah, I mean Brosnan can get away with it, can't he? Sort of during this you know. whole setup, that you know, right the way through, it was Feierstein or Feierstein who yeah. was saying like, "Look, look, you yeah, can't yeah. put a line about owls and ornithology in a Bond film. You just can't do it. Don't do it." You know. And as soon as they were on their own, yeah. they were like, "Are we are we in agreement that the owl line's going in?" Yes, get in. Yeah. <laughs> they feast. I mean, the other thing about this scene is is that they've cut half of it. There's a deleted scene that. Uh, so, after James oh. does all his let's skirt the issue, oh. on the deleted scene, right. it's an electric. It's like an electric dentist chair kind of thing that he presses the button and they flatten down, and you start seeing him making out flat out on on this chair. And at the end of the scene, oh. he walks. He walks out. That'd have been amazing. It, and there's one of the so knights on this on this outside, and he throws his sling onto the knight and says, "The things we oh. do for England." Oh, 
Whoa. So, like, <laughs> just another example of how it's Apted who's cutting this stuff yeah. all the time, just trying to hold back Purvis yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Saying, like, you know, no, too you're taking much, it too, too much. much each time. <laughs> I've got a, a funny fact about Serena Scott Thomas. She She's played both Princess Diana and Kate Middleton in TV no. adaptations. That's an incredible stat. <laughs> yeah. That's quite, yeah. That's a really good one, actually. <laughs> so we've we've had it's a yeah, decent one, great. isn't it, that one, yeah. We we go on to see Q properly now. We've seen a couple of uh, rushes of Q, haven't we, so far, but we I just love this Q scene. It's so babyish, I know. It's oh, very so childish. About it's it. very what a casual bond fond would it's what a casual Bond fan I think would really like and would really enjoy. Um, I, I, I'm just putting my views out there. You can you can disagree in a second. Hold fire. We get two two pipe puns, don't we? I think. Pay the piper and all this <laughs> stuff. More puns. Um, yeah, we don't know why the boat's been come to Scotland. <laughs> and then yes, we get we get R. We get R. Of course. He's only, you know, he's only because of the joke. He's not, he's not actually called that. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I quite like how the, the young fellow, even though you know John Cleese is probably in his late fifties, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a good gag. <laughs> I, I like that one. But John, Rob, I'm worried about this. You, you're not a fan of this, this Q and R. Yes. Q and A. Massively. No. Good. The, right. The reason good. I had my head, head in my hands a minute ago is because I find it deeply poignant and a bit yeah. tough to watch. Yeah. Oh Knowing yes. that um, Desmond didn't see this. You know, uh, oh, I find yeah. that really hard. It's awful. Uh, you know, as a yeah, no, and I, I agree with you. I think Cleese is the perfect replacement. Um, the wit was there. I just think like ah, oh, so wasted. You know, like yeah. Cleese could have been Q for twenty years, and because we're getting Absolutely. on for that now. <laughs> but it's just so depressing this scene, um, and the the best bit about it is the long look we get as uh, Lowellin as he descends, oh. and it's too oh, much. Don't. It's too much. How, how amazing! He gets, though, his, mo- he gets his moment. He gets his to be moment. his last. Obviously, they, they wanted to retire him properly, didn't they? But the yeah. sort of the fact that he died just before in a, oh, in a car awful. accident as well—it's so awful. tragic. People are just assume yeah. he died of old age. No, no. I, to be honest, I, I'd. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. Um, I'd forgotten about what had happened to him until you know reading about yeah, the scene. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I think, I think we should be great. It is, you know, it is in some ways tough to watch, but at least he got like a, an almost a goodbye. I think that's really good. Yeah, it would have been perhaps more tragic if he hadn't yeah. had any kind of uh, thing. And the, you know, the way he disappears under oh, the table duh. is, you know, it is. It is sad. I mean, what an absolute hero and what perfect casting and that whole, you know, relationship. And the fact he's sort of passing on to a successor is quite nice. In terms of what I think of R, um, I think the clumsiness and stuff is a little bit babyish with his, you know, his, his lab coat stuck in the... Uh, helps if you open the door, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, rolling around Q. But I, I quite like him and he's got, you know, that... He's already got that a bit of as- exasperated yeah. bond, and you know he, he's got him sussed, which you know we see again in Die Another Day. And One of the highlights. I, I I do think it's a shame. I, I again, unfortunately, probably, and we discussed this in Skyfall, didn't we? It was probably just a bit too much more of the same for people to 
really latch onto it or to remember, you know. But it's kind of John Cleese yeah. is a very famous actor, and you know, to be to be in this role, and I I I liked it. And it's a shame it was only he was only in two Bond films. So yeah, I I'm a big fan of this Q scene. I think it ticks loads of different boxes. Actually, it ticks the classic Q scene, scene gadgets which have sort of relevance to the area that they're in, you know, like the back yeah. and stuff, you know, a bit like when in Spy Love Me, they're, you know, to you know, yeah, yeah. get that ready for Ahmed's tea party. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, you know, introducing to art and then the goodbye. I think it's, I think it's really good. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's great. I mean, I find it very emotional to watch it. I find it really respectful really respectful of mm-hmm. um of Des- for Desmond and, and and rightly so you know you, you compare it to say Bernard Lee where obviously tragic circumstances there we couldn't have a scene like that and they did their own respect in terms of not having an M in yeah. for your eyes only but how much purer it is to actually see that scene of Desmond going down it's great John Cleese I'm a massive Faulty Towers fan I, I love these scenes here with R. Yeah, I think they're great. I think oh, uh, it's, it's buffoonery. It's it's silly. It's stupid. But to be honest, actually, I actually want the Q scenes to be that. You know, I, I think of they always have been. I mean, even License to Kill, which is full on intense, they've still got silly Q scenes. You know, and, yeah. and that we need yeah. that because that is part of Bond. I think John Cleese is a victim of circumstance, to be honest. That's the best yeah. way of describing it with regards to it. Um, they pushed him down the route of die another day, and he was going to be one of the he was going to be the one of the ones to go, wasn't he? Unfortunately, because we associate John Cleese with that zany slapstick humour, and if they want to move away from that, he is going to be one of the first ones to go. Unfortunately. Yeah. But he's I I I love John Cleese, yeah, and no problem with John Cleese at all. We get some of the I, I think it's possibly one of the best gags in in the whole series, though. At least half of it. The uh, <laughs> about the wit. It's yeah. super the, the famous double O seven wit. Yeah. Well at least half of it. Very good. And then uh, <laughs> a line we, we say continually, Rob, you, when when Brosnan is sampling one of the new new gadgets that he wears later. Improved specs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's just it, it's it's very stupid. You know. <laughs> do you think it said He's that? Flat. Do you think it said that in the script? Do you think, no. Do you think those words were it's ever written Brosnan down? Like yeah, but bro, just Pierce, just improv over them glasses. <laughs> improve? Did you say improve? <laughs> improve on improved specs. Script. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I have no idea. But but yeah, can't get enough. In fact, I was a bit shocked because and I'm gonna be completely honest, I thought that uh was a line from Day Another Day. Yeah, I did, so, yeah, I did. I was right when I saw it in this, like, hang on, he's putting glasses on, hang on, he's saying improved spurks. Like, no, no, yeah, yeah. that's not supposed to be now. Mojito, it's that sort of genre, isn't it? Mojito, ornithology. <laughs> Pierce, I'll, I'll, I do, I love how the, the BMW, you know, it's got all these amazing things, and then the beverage holders, <laughs> it's so good. All in all, rather stocked. Yeah. Superb again. <laughs> Fully loaded, yeah. you may say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well suited. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so good. Lovely. And then, of course, the 
Never let them see you bleed. Always have an escape plan. It's very well done. Oh, I hope yeah, in the. I can't quite remember in the cinema, but I'm sure people and, would. Just and like, Brosnan's yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. He he acts really well in this scene as well. Like it's not too mawkish, is it? It's just done perfectly. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm Simon, and I'm James. We want to talk about those movies, those supposedly bad movies, those movies that bombed. To see if they weren't that bad after all. Join us every other Tuesday on the For Your Reconsideration podcast, part of the Pod Dojo Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your usual podcast apps. And it won't cost you a solitary bean, mate. <laughs> it's like it's free. <laughs> it's just like it's free. <laughs> we then we're still at uh, Scotland in this gorgeous location. This is another little mini scene which I love. Like it's Bond being Bond doing a bit of detective work on the computer cosy at night uh, I like the footage of Elektra in Hello because yeah. it's realistic she probably would be <laughs> it says she's just turned 21 is that is it an old copy or she's not meant to be that young is she in this because that would make it a proper is that what it says yeah if you look that would make it a proper Melina Havelock uh, Stacey Sutton type situation wouldn't it she's older than that surely yeah she seems a lot more mature. Well, Madeline Swan Central. Oh, yes, yeah. Thank you, Rob. That was the, the third one. I, I don't know how long it was taken, but the whole thing about her being sexually inexperienced and how, you know, the the crude stuff about how Renata's yeah. he broke her in and all that stuff, Jeez. it implies that it's not that long ago. It implies that she is reasonably young. Yeah. Uh, I don't look at her and think she's 21 by no. any stretch of the imagination. I interpret her kidnapping of being a maximum of five years after. Yeah. I don't I don't interpret it as being a long time. No, no. So I, I'd say she's probably early to mid-20s. Mm. That's probably what they're getting at, really. Yeah. I think she I, was I didn't think that the kidnapping 30. thing was particularly well delivered. Oh, you mean the sort of exposition bit? Yeah, because I never understood the time frame. Uh, it was introduced very sort of almost too subtly for me. As a, you know, <laughs> you know, for, I was going to say for the casual fan, but I'm not the casual fan. I have to this stuff up. But I still missed it. I still missed exactly how long she'd been a captive for, uh, to the point that I didn't know him. Then John, when you said five years at least, I was like flipping it, really. No, five years the gap. I think you mean. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, five years yeah, the gap yeah. from when he, when she was kidnapped to yeah. now. Yeah. Right, right. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think we find out how long or do we how long she was kidnapped no. for, but it must have been a it must have been a reasonable amount of time. It wasn't like a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, fair fair amount of time. So, what's the time frame of this? Uh, sorry, can I? Uh, what is the time frame of this? Like the the money from King, that's the crux of the whole opening sequence, is when's that? Yeah, that's it. That, so Bond is looking at the computer and. He first of all sees footage of her. I don't know whether he's looking into a background. And that's the first hint where he sort of touches the screen, doesn't he? He's like yeah. he's got this connection with her, which yeah. is sort of it gradually. But yeah, he, he it's this thing about he realises the ransom money if you transfer it to dollars or something. It's quite nice it's possibly complicated, but it does make sense. That the yeah, the yeah. money in the briefcase is the same amount as the ransom. But it's not which is yeah, it's not the ransom money though. It's just the same amount. Oh, go on. No, have I misunderstood? No, no, it, it is the same amount. Yeah. But it's <laughs> no, no, not the same money. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. So, and, and it's a way, it's a message, they say, don't they, from Renard that he's back, basically. Yeah. 
there's then a lovely another good little scene between Bond and uh, and M, and I think she, yeah. she sort of get they get rid of the crowd, don't they? He comes in because he seems a bit annoyed to learn all this because she's taking it very personally about Robert King. Did you get that? Possibly they used to go out at uni, or there's some kind of relationship between I M felt and that. her. Yeah, and definitely. There's been um, some romance. <laughs> <laughs> she, how she says, like, I always knew he conquered the world. Oh, yeah. She yeah. obviously has a lot of affection yeah. for him, yeah. doesn't she? It's personal. It's good. So I don't mind it going this, yeah, not too far. Yeah. We've done the sky for review. Yes, go on, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, something that John uh, mentioned uh, in the... When we were talking about M, and particularly Judy Dench's M, that she's not afraid to use people to get the job done or get the mission complete. And here we get her talking about the fact that they effectively used Electra as bait. Which, yeah, which I think it's interesting. I think there's lots of interesting stuff in the story here. Uh, and this is very interesting. I like it. And that's why she gets annoyed at M later, doesn't she, when she sort of finds this out? That's one of the regions she... It's very, very true. I mean, this is all new territory, isn't it? This is all yeah. new stuff that's going on. And this is my thing with it, is is that I feel there are good ideas here. And I feel that this is... Purvis and Wade are capable, or were capable, of good ideas. But I think that... I wonder if it's, like, best behaviour... You know, because it's first, first yeah, one, yeah. or you, it's something like that. Bit of trial. You have a, you, you've brought in a character um, director who naturally restrains, and that, as to me, makes a really good end product. It takes the good ideas and it makes it believable and grounded. And this stuff, to me, I, I love all this. I, I have no problem with, I with. The uh, the personal aspect of M's mission. One of the reasons why I have no problem with it is because that's not the be all and end all of the mission. There's actually a mission going on. There's actually a plot to it. But that nice personal edge is actually quite essential because it brings more to the character of Electra. And I'm sure we'll talk later. But for me, that performance is stunning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's the word used a lot about Sophie Masseau. I'm sure it'll be used. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely. We, absolutely. We, there was another, before we said that perhaps there aren't that many iconic things in the film, I think one of them, if there is any, is definitely the hologram of, of Renard, his skull. I remember definitely, that was one of the main bits I remembered seeing it at the cinema for the first time. I think it was probably on the trailers. There's absolutely no need for it, is there? It's purely cinematic. You wouldn't need to construct a thing like. Does it really matter where it's going? His head? No, I, mean, I, th- I think there is because I, I think it. Yeah, no, it, it cinematic. The myth of the guy, I like it's it. All, it. It's so babyish, but I'm going to have to mention it because if he listens to this, he's going to blow a fuse if I don't say it. But my mate Dan, who plays bass at church, his dad provided the projectors for that. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. I know. Yeah, he's obsessed. He tells it. all the time. His his dad provided the projectors so for Renard's head, and to think Absolutely. in 1999 that is revolutionary. That is revolutionary. So that was not CGI. That was all really. Different. That was a projector on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he provided. That. That's incredible. We've gone, we've gone backwards in technology, haven't we? Again. 
<laughs> I know we have. John, I'm, I'm half expecting you to, you know, do like a, a, a Scooby-Doo <laughs> reveal as Michael Apton. Yeah. There is yeah. a Dr. Kanga vibe going on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I told you, I love this film. I love, I have so many reasons yeah, why I yeah. love this film. Well, as the director, you should. <laughs> <laughs> You're proud of your baby. Yes. Um, yeah, medulla oblongata. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Uh, Chris Goldie will love this. There's a reference to 009. Not the one who perished in Berlin. Yeah. The latest 009. Who was sent to kill Renard. Renard and he's the one who put the bullet there. Did he, did he kill... 009. I can't quite remember whether we learned that. It's not mentioned. No, no it isn't, is it? It's, not, it's, it's mentioned that, that he killed the doctor who tried to save him or something. Right, okay. Which is babyish. <laughs> very <laughs> very Jack Nicholson in... Uh, in um, yeah, in absolutely Batman, yeah. what I thought yeah. of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I keep, you know, when I think of the name Renard, I keep thinking of, you know, like, Renard, oh, he's well hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Rob, I reckon well, Purvis and Wade... It was the exact same thought process. So really... <laughs> hey, please don't put me in the same box as Purvis. Please. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you would have discarded it. No, it's, 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 nah. it's not his name, though. It's well, no, my, I, cut, so. I'm assuming Michael Apted must have. Can you imagine on the cutting room floor all the <laughs> Purvis and Wade pieces that needed to put in together? <laughs> Take time is six minutes. Six minutes. Check. Because we've just they've obviously bigged up Renard. We did talk about a bit about this on the uh, henchman episode. That it's such a, an amazing introduction and build up to the character. Personally, I don't. It ne- he can never live up to it, and we don't end up seeing him do an awful lot of of nastiness or really bad things. Uh, this is a big thing. We'll get into it later, but I'm just flagging it basically as, a, as an issue. So I, I I really like this scene, and I really like it's more of the like you say the bigging up. John, what you mentioned about that deleted scene, this scene has more impact because we've not seen it. You know, it would have, I don't know. Yeah, It has I a agree. different slant on it if you've already seen him. Yeah. And we'll come to the, the bit where he's, you, fir- you do actually first see him and I do I re- do really like that scene. It's really building him up and everything and it is, it is a shame that he can't quite, maybe, maybe they're setting him up too highly to, to ever be able to live up to him, but I do think there's more that they could have done with him um, having bigged him up so much. I mean, the way I the way I interpret it is is that it's a misguidance on MI6 that they are because they are absolutely yeah, convinced that he is the main terrorist. Yeah. When actually he's not. He is nothing more than a puppet master. He's the yeah, puppet. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anyone's like thoughts on this, but. I actually see a lot of influence that this has on the Dark Knight Rises. Yes, I want to discuss that mm. probably later when it's oh, probably later. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I um, definitely agree. And I, I think that that's where it comes from. I think he's deliberately never going to live up to that because ultimately he's just a thug. He yeah. is just a thug, isn't yeah. he? That's all he is. Any thug can I, I kill. Really, sorry. I, th- I think just in terms of not living up to it, I think I mean a bit more in the action scenes. I'd like to see yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we discussed this in the henchman stuff. Yeah, and being he being able to do stuff that because of his condition that nobody else could. You know, being able to withstand some Fair. pain in order to. So that that's sort of what that's more yeah. of what I mean rather than I, I I think I think the idea of Electra actually being the one. 
and and everything. I think that's a really good idea, and I think it 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 does work well. I don't think there's anything wrong with Carlisle's performance at all. I think it's a great interpretation of a character like this. I really, really do. Um, and I hate myself for saying this, and I really hate no. it. But I don't think he's enough of a physical threat. I think that he's becomes not big more enough. apparent later. You I know agree. when they finally meet uh, in the, in her. Yeah, yeah. And she, I look. Yeah. She's, she's only five foot. She's five foot seven, so she's like. Average height, isn't she? And he's like, I don't, but honestly, way but smaller than her. Truthfully, if if I think if someone with the absolute, you know, training that Bond's Brosnan's Bond has, when Renard appears, surely his only reaction is to go. <laughs> you know, so I don't think I don't think he buys the threat. I don't think you know. Both Brosnan and Carlisle invest in the roles massively, and that's not the issue here at all. But if you're going to paint someone as someone who can't feel pain, fair enough, but he's still flesh and blood. And that flesh and blood just happens to be smaller if he's this scale. You know, it's not, for me, it's not a concern for a man of Brosnan's stature. I, I never felt the jeopardy was really there. If it was a very, you know... Could you imagine, right, and let's just put it there, and again, I feel terrible because I love Carlisle to pieces, but swap Silver for Renard here and say that Silver, I mean, as in Javier Bardem, say Javier Bardem has that ability. Well, they did, didn't they? He can't be, well, yeah, but he can't be beaten with pain. He can't can't Mm. receive pain. He can't, how much more of a threat he would be in this role than... um, Renard as Carlisle would be and I oh dear I'm going to lie awake at night tonight punishing myself for saying that but I feel it's a real reason why no. that why the Renard character doesn't quite click I agree I'm going to yep. go and cry oh. no no <laughs> no uh, please fair. please it's fair point no but I love Carlisle I love him he's brilliant in everything yeah. that you will ever ask him to be but, him yeah it's just but you're not criticising him no. no you're not criticising his no. performance not at all, not at all. So, it's just it's a bit like the Tom Cruise yeah, Jack Reacher I'm, problem, isn't it? <laughs> He's it meant is, to be yeah, six but, foot I mean, could six, you, is he, or something. Just give give that same problem. Can you imagine Red Grant as someone who can't feel pain? That is just flipping oh, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But someone of Carlisle's stature, it just isn't terrifying. It's just it's a bit of a nuisance, really. You'll just get past him eventually if you just. <laughs> just keep going yeah, he's, like a, he's a football hooligan yeah. isn't he no, yeah is that's no, the no. thing yeah we will go deeper into uh, Robert Carlyle's background and character later on but yeah I just wanted to say that now that it's so well set up I do take your point John I think that's quite a good point that they set him up so much to deflect the attention away from him so now I'm actually thinking that yeah. he, that's better done than I thought so I quite like that yeah just to finish off this scene yeah we, Money Penny, of course comes in and she can tell, she knows that Bond didn't pass and that she's that it's that sort of little bit of jealousy that she knows that he's had it with uh, with Molly uh, to pass him. <laughs> so there's that, that, you know, quite like that. It reminds me of another Bond film written by Purvis and Wade where <laughs> Bond is passed even though he's not... Fit. Yeah, yes! It's oh, oh. <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? Is it Skyfall? And he's had his tracksuit. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I don't... Another little... Uh, Dearing me, I can't believe I didn't see that one. Scott, welcome to Scotland. And then we <laughs> get the... <laughs> she, another crisp Purvis and Wade line, the shadows stay in, top, in front or behind, never on top. Very, very... Yeah, Dent. it's all right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a bit, little bit pointed. Yeah, it's on the nose. 
a lot of this is on the nose. Shadows stay behind, James. Never <laughs> suggesting that you put cigar cases somewhere they don't belong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit right. from that school. Really That's all for part two, but join us for part three, where we meet Valentin Zakowski once more, Christmas Jones for the first time, and have some raunchy icecapades with Sophie Marceau. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.